0: And I wrestled with it and wrestled with it and what I wanted to preach and I just couldn't never get it in my head and all of a sudden this morning I got up, I didn't go nowhere, I just stayed here and prayed to God all night and rolled and in my bedroom back there and I got up and came in and ran and tried to do a little walking around the sanctuary. I love walking around here and pray when ain't nobody here. Sometimes I run and pray, talking to God. And I did a little walk around the sanctuary, beat everybody up about six o'clock this morning. And then I went in the back and Deacon Moore didn't even know I was here. I had to. Internet man, I called him about seven. I said, get old, please and come check things. And he said, Wow, Revenue. Up. I said, I'm here. And I still rolled and I got distracted. Fixed me a little breath was back there and then got distracted again. And God kept saying, I'm driving you to a text. I said, I preached this last week. But he said something else in Philippian. Can't get out of Philippians. So let's go back to Philippian thank you for those anointed fingers this morning. I see you know God. I see that. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 is what I want to tell you. Now last time <clears throat> I guess I just, just, I just got to talk this morning. I think last time we were at Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Where we talked about I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Now we're going to look back in this again, Philippians, which is one of my favorite books, Pauline Letters, because it's so practical, and you that know me know I'm very practical in my sermons. I don't like using a whole lot of phrases and stuff that to impress people. If I do find it, I'll break it all down. I like being very practical. That's the kind of person I am. I'll talk to anybody, to speak to you. Man said that when I went in a place yesterday. He said, one thing I have to say about you, Reverend Fleming, he had been drinking, and he said, I've been drinking, and there were those two talking. He said, one thing I said about you, you will talk to anybody. If anybody stopped, you're not one of those arrogant preachers. I said, I don't know how to be that way. He said, but you'll talk to anybody, and I'm here drinking right now. I said, that's all right. I said, that's fine. You do have sense enough to know I'm here. Amen. He said, but I'm so grateful you're so down to earth. You will stop and talk to anybody. Lord, I didn't know people noticed that, but I do. I go down and hug the homeless, and I go down and minister to them every year, and I'm not afraid of them. I'll embrace them. I don't go hide they smell. And they want me to come every year to Jose William Feed the Hungry, and sing and preach. So I like this book because it's practical. And listen what it says here. In 19, well, you can go up to verse 18. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received the Aphrodite, the things which were sent from you. An order of sweet smell and sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And here's the verse. But my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory by Jesus Christ. God will supply. Thank you. God will supply. God will supply all your needs Paul the most powerful component of the gospel of Jesus Christ who was well versed in Judaism he could take on anybody on any level as I said before from philosophical, intellectual approach down to grandma, grandpa, any level. He knew how to speak to all men and once converted, he had a love for the people he once hated and God mightily used him to reach people, the Gentiles. He was not so into the Jews Uh, He had been all into that. But once he got saved, isn't it amazing how the anointing can break racism. And how the anointing can bring all of us together. How the key to overcoming things is the anointing. And when Paul received the anointing, he got out of traditionalism and religion. It's not about the way we worship, It's the God we worship, and he wasn't bound to, you got to be in the church to be my way, and that was Judaism. You can't get to heaven unless you go our way, and uh, even those who became Christians were, the Jews just recognized them as God-fearers, and they still considered the Gentile as a dog if you were not a Jew unclean because we ate pork and other stuff like that. That's one reason they call you the Gentile dog. You would eat things that were not clean. And Paul didn't look at it that way. He he ate anything he wanted to eat and prayed over it. So I'm not trying to do a teaching on Paul. I'm going to show you now he's in prison. He's in prison for the Lord Jesus Christ and for the sake of the gospel. Now he's in, he's in house prison, house arrest. And he's writing back, to the people of Philippi and telling them how he appreciate the gifts that they had sent him through, Aphrodite and all the things that he needed while he's in jail, but all this time in jail, headed for Rome to be executed, he's saying, I'm full. Right. Why well, you think I'm empty? I'm full, I'm pleased, I'm happy. And telling them that you have been so generous to me, this church, had been giving him gifts. He thanked them for but all the things they had sent him, he appreciated it, but he said, but my God. I appreciate what you're doing, and I hope he blessed you for doing it, but whatever you're going through, my God will supply all your needs. All your needs. Now, when I was thinking about this message, the first thing came to my attention is, he said, my God. God. Now, a lot of people can't get their needs met because they don't have the my God right. I, I, I don't know who your God is, but if Confucius is your God and Buddha is your God, and Muhammad is your God, or Zoroastrianism is your God, or any other ism is your God, they won't be able to supply all your needs. This man is putting himself in a position to declare God can do it all. And when you start letting somebody else you look to, thinking they'll supply your needs, that's your God. But I'm talking about this man is saying, my God. Now you can't say my God unless you're his child. You gotta understand, he's not talking about everybody's God. That supplies you need, but he says, My God. I wonder have you gotten to the level where you can call God my God. Not just a God, but my God. You know, it's just like a, it's like you're talking about your own people. Why do you say that's my mother? That's my father. You say it is mine because there's been a personal relationship. You know them so well you can call them mine. You need to move from our father to my father. I mean, uh, 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 what is he personally to you? And a lot of people don't understand how personal, how that mine plays such a major role in why some people put up with some stuff. That's my husband. That's my wife. That's my child. That's a powerful statement because you're so connected. Other folk don't know why you take so much, and they want you to drop your child, and they think you ought to give up on them because of the trouble they get in, or they didn't come out the way you wanted, but you have to tell them that's my child. It's not your child, so it maybe doesn't mean nothing to you, but it means a lot to you because it's your child.